Welcome to The Abundance Journey, the show that helps spiritual entrepreneurs create an abundance mindset that accelerates revenue. Secretly, everything you experience in your life is actually abundance. Once you understand how to activate abundance, you find yourself in flow with your business and clients, so it's easy to create the revenue you want. The Abundance Journey is the only show that activates abundance for you, so you enjoy rapid results in your business. Here's your host, the Abundance Ambassador, Elaine Starling. aware of this, but 95% of people think that they're self-aware and connecting. And it turns out that only about 12% of people actually are. That's why I'm so thrilled to chat with Anita Green today. She's a dynamic speaker, an accomplished author, and a visionary communication strategist with a passion for empowering professionals to excel in their fields. With her expertise, she enables individuals to effectively communicate and connect, which always creates enhanced financial success and a more streamlined life. As a trusted advisor, Anita specializes in optimizing one's image and bolstering confidence as a stylist and a coach. Through her transformative strategies, she empowers clients to project an authentic and impactful presence, which ensures that they're remembered for their expertise, their professionalism, and people really, really, really want to work with you. It's no surprise. I want to chat with Anita. Welcome. We're so glad you're here. I am so, thank you, thank you, thank you, Elaine. I'm so proud to be here. Thank you. I'm very honored because I love your podcast and everything that you showcase has science behind it. And and I'm a total science geek. Everything that I teach and work with is science-based. And so many people think it's woo-woo out there. It is not. And I love it. So I'm honored to be part of this. Yeah, it's wonderful that science is finally backing up all the things that we kind of knew intuitively. And now we know that definitely there's a logical reason why things function the way they do. And obviously, you're super passionate about the work that you do. Why is it so important that people understand how to create that connection? Well, you just said it. You gave the statistics. And that's shocking that the whole world's walking around. 95% of the world's walking around going, I'm understood. I'm communicating. I'm connecting. I'm getting through. And then only 12% actually are. That's a bit scary. And there's so many parts of connecting that communicating to connect that people are missing out on. And I know you see this because you interview people all the time and people are oftentimes waiting to get their word in to say what they want to say next instead of connecting and being in with you. And there's some shocking things. People think that oftentimes they think communicating means talking. Well, now in the digital world and the virtual world, we're doing all kinds of things that we can miscommunicate with the text message or, or an email as well. But 7% of communication is in your words. Now, the words are super important. They're words that you can say, like, um, if someone said, I'm so sorry, if you told someone you hurt my feelings and they said, oh, I'm so sorry if I hurt your feelings, you just invalidated, if that's even a word, what they said by putting the if in there. It should come out of the dictionary because 
they've already told you, you hurt their feelings. So you're not really listening and you're thinking about protecting yourself instead of focusing on the other person. So the words are super important. 7%, 38% of your communication is in your eye contact. If you're smiling, how fast you're talking, your tone of voice, those things are really important. And 50, well, I'll, I'll tell it one thing, like my husband has RBF, resting bad face, I'll say. And he can't, he can't, he can't help it. I and do too. <laughs> we've, been, we've been married 50, it'll be 51 years next month. Congratulations. And, and, it, and I'm always saying, smile, honey. He goes, I am smiling. <laughs> no, you're not. But, but when you take things into consideration, I mean, I have my clients do some mirror work to see how they're showing up and, and if they're giving the right facial expression and doing it. Sometimes it's like brushing your teeth. You'll mimic what somebody else is doing, like, you know, and, and just be aware of what you're doing, your facial expressions, your tone of voice, your words, but also the other persons are equally important. And then 55% of your communication is in your body language. Are you open and welcoming? There's so much more to this. And um, I have an online course that I created that the CEO of Body Language Institute did an hour and a half thing for me. And so I worked with her on body language. And it's we're a little knowledge is a dangerous thing because we've been, <laughs> we've been taught like little bits and pieces. So we think, oh, I understand body language. It's two, three, four signals mushed together. That's a, that's in the dictionary, mushed. <laughs> uh, so there's two, three, four things that are put together right. that that make the body language, you know, really have some meaning. But the thing is, even if you know nothing about body language, people intuitively pick up on whether you're open and welcoming. If you're really looking at them and listening to them, or are you thinking about what you're going to say next and connecting? And I've read over 700 books in the last 20 years on communicating, connecting and all this. They leave out two things or really several things. They, they leave out timing, choosing your timing wisely. They leave out what I think, and, and you know, we all talk about mindset and all that. So being setting state and having your mind in the right place, but having, they don't ever talk about what's your intention for the Oh yeah. You're speaking my language. Yeah. And absolutely. Absolutely. And the intention in my opinion has to be beneficial and the person you're talking to needs to understand the benefit to them. If it's not a win-win for both, in my opinion, it's not a win. And so all these experts on communication, to me, leave out some of the most important you know, things. So, and all of this plays into abundance, which is what you're all about because yeah. it creates. Yeah. You're giving me the perfect setup here because obviously here we are talking about body language and how you communicate with somebody else. And this is the abundance journey show. So I always ask people, given the work that you do, how would you define abundance for your clients? Because it's an inside out job. And you're really helping them master that internal thing that projects abundance out into the world so they get to experience more abundance in their material, physical world. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally priming the pump here, but I want your opinion on how you define abundance. I define abundance as something that flows to you after you have given. 
and it's in every area. I believe there's four quadrants of your life, your time and money, freedom, your vocation, your health, and your love and relationships. And I don't believe that you can be bankrupt in one and abundant in the other three. That's not abundance, in my opinion. You need to be abundant. It's important to be abundant in all. I have coached a multi-billionaire who is very abundant in the one area of money and totally bankrupt in the other three. And you wouldn't expect that. You look at someone, they have five homes, two yachts. You think, okay, they've got it all going on. Not at all. Not at all. So it's really important to have a balance in your life. Everyone talks about that, but there's four four areas of your life. And I think it's important to address each and every one. Abundance to me is not just money, though people have misconceptions about money as well, oftentimes and think, oh, the love of money is the root of all evil. That's hogwash. First of all, money is energy and money it allows you it's freedom. It gives allows you to go do be and give what you want. And I believe that all abundance comes to you from giving random acts of kindness and and not and doing things for people that can't do anything back for you. I I haven't talked about this with you, but I I have for years worked in a men's prison. Um, it's about an hour and a half from here in Venus, Texas. And I work with men and I coach these men that are going to be getting out of prison within the next three years on how to navigate life and communicate and all of this have incredible results with it. And they're so grateful. So when I come out of prison, it's my favorite day of the month. <laughs> you can't wipe the smile off my face. And I have kind of a weird sense of humor. I'll put on my recording on my phone. I'm so sorry I'm in prison today, but I'm hoping to get out around six. <laughs> and and uh, I'll call you back when I do. So when I call people back, this is such a side note, but they'll go, um, uh, um, <laughs> So (laughs) but when you are giving to people who have nothing they can give back to you, that's just the greatest feeling in the world. There's no motive. There's no nothing. And, you know, we live in a get society today and it's sad. It's about get, 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 what can I get? And if people only understood like you teach and all of the people that you have on your show, that it's in the giving that you receive. It is, you know, I work with a lot of people I do coaching as well. And a lot of the executives that I work with, like you say, they've got plenty of money, but they don't have the entire life. They don't have everything that they want in their life. They're not living a life that they love and you deserve to live a life you love. And I think one of the biggest challenges people have is like you said, with the 95% who think they're communicating effectively and think they're making that connection. And they're not because people are looking for specific things and they've got this preconceived idea of what the experience is going to be. So without setting that intention from the get-go so that both of you kind of know what to expect and what the go for is, you know, then you know what success looks like. If you've got a shared mission, this is what we're going to accomplish in this conversation today. And here's how everybody's going to win. Now let's make it happen. You know, you you have a much more exciting, thriving, collaborative conversation that gives you the results and the outcome you want. Exactly. And, you know, I coach a lot of salespeople, a lot of direct salespeople, especially, and, and some corporate as well. And there are women, especially that are saying, oh, I don't like to sell. Oh, I don't want to feel like I'm selling. 
do you know what? I don't, I have had great success in sales and I would say I'm an awful salesperson, but I'm a really good sharer and I'm a good communicator. And that's what it's about, communicating, connecting and building trust so that people want to do business with you. They knock the doors down to do business with you because you exemplify um, a little bit of like Harry Met Sally. I want what she's having kind of thing. I, yeah. I get that a lot. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I think you just are and you become a magnet for people. And that's what I teach people on how to become a magnet. So people want to know, like, and trust you and do business with you in whatever you do. And selling has gotten such a dirty name when... People say, I, I can't sell. And I know this is going to sound a little mean-spirited, but I say, oh, that's so sad. You don't have any friends? And they go, what does that have to do with anything? Well, of course I have friends. I go, well, then you've been selling because that's how you create friendships is through selling yourself on, here's what I bring to the table. Yeah. I'm a person and I bring trust and love and caring. And I bring abundance to your life by being in your life. You know, it's so interesting that you say that because I teach a four-step process with my clients and it always starts with the rewarding experience. And that's when you bring your innate gifts and talents and skills and interests and priorities to the table with the objective of solving a problem for another person, making their life better and making them feel better about themselves. That's how you know it's a rewarding experience. And that's what creates the relationships. A sales conversation is just creating a longer relationship with someone. Well, if you've got an incredibly rewarding experience, of course they want a relationship with you. And the revenue is a byproduct (laughs) that happens later. If you've got a really rewarding experience and you've got a way to keep your standards high and make it easy for your clients to get results, you bet, honey, they're going to be all over you and then some. I love it. And and I mean, it is, it sounds corny, but you know this because we do similar things, but it's just the most rewarding feeling in the world when you watch people get it, when you watch their aha moments and they go, because the process is simple, it's tedious and it, and all of us need, I have four coaches at the moment and I've worked with over 30 of the best coaches in the world. So for me, it takes a village to keep me on track and keep me going, but that's okay. So what I don't know, I find people who do what I, where I need help. And we all, you know, have few people have ever been asked, what would you love? What would you love your life to look like? Do you know that that's just the oddest question to people? What do you mean? Because they believe they can only have what they know how to do or what they don't understand how the universe works. You can call it God, Mother Nature, you know, whatever the universe. But we all understand there's a higher power breathing us. And when you realize that you have a team already, you have someone rooting for you already, whether it be the universe, whatever you want to call it. It's just, it's such an amazing thing. Once people get it and get the light bulb moment, you're like, okay, we're there. And I I love, my favorite thing is to get that light bulb moment going like immediately in my first 90 minute call with clients. And then they're sold forever. And it's, I I have to share this, it's just a silly thing, but (laughs) 
I have someone, I have someone brand new that I haven't even officially started coaching her, but I give a lot even before we go into our first session because I want them, I want them up and going before we even talk the first time. And at a, she went to a Fourth of July party and she called me and she said, I just have to tell you, everyone at the party said, What's going on with you? You seem happier. You just whatever. And uh she goes, I've got a coach. <laughs> and I just went. But so just having made, you understand the power of decision, just making a decision to be abundant, to live in abundance, to accept it because you can't get it. It comes to you. You can yeah. attract it. Yeah. And just to make those decisions make you happier. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can tell when you're making progress. So actually you've led up to a really, <laughs> the next question that I wanted to ask you, because there are certain symptoms that you notice your clients are struggling with before they start working with you. What are one or two symptoms that we should look out for that tell us there's an opportunity for us to improve our connection and our communication? Well, your results don't lie. Look at your life right now. Do you have a good amount of money? Do you feel really good about your money? How are your relationships? How's your relationship with your husband, your boyfriend, your son, your brother, your father, your boss? How are your relationships with your girlfriend? Look at your relationships. Look at, I have something that's powerful that I teach people to do that that really lets them know how they're connecting with people. But look at your, your financial abundance. Look at how you're doing at work. Are you getting promoted or are you landing that big client if you are an entrepreneur? What's going on in your life? What's going on in your time and money freedom? What's going on in your health? You, you and I both know that what you're thinking manifests itself in your health. And people just think that is such woo-woo and it is total science. Yes. There is a book. I, can I give a plug sure. for someone I'm Please. in love with? There's a Dr. Gladys McGarry, and she wrote a book called The Well-Lived Life. It is life-changing. Have you read it? I have she's, not read it. I think I've somebody referred me to it and I haven't read it yet, but I will. She's 102 years old, Ooh. still doing some work. I'm hoping to interview her in the next couple of weeks myself. And she is amazing. But when she would, as a medical doctor, she's the mother of, of um, homeopathic medicine and stuff, 1970. So she's lived in India. She's done all kinds of charity work. When she cannot find, when someone came to her as a medical patient, as a doctor, she would look for all the normal things that were wrong with them, you know, that could lead up to why they have these symptoms. Could it be this? Could it be? Once she had very oftentimes ruled out all the medical reasons that they were having specific symptoms, she asked, oh, you'll love her audiobook, but she'll say things like, tell me about your dreams. What have you been dreaming? Tell me what's going on in your life. Are you having anyone you haven't forgiven? Do you have anyone? And you and I know of this about clutter and drama and not forgiving. Those things are blocks for abundance. But she goes into all that, opens up, and she helps people get better and get well through conversation and connection. She's the ultimate connector. I'm in love with this woman. But love that. So the symptoms, that. the symptoms are all around us. You can see in two seconds. You, I can see pain in someone. I can feel exactly what's going on in their life, 
And I guess because I'm an old grandma that they feel safe with me because I am a safe place. I've always been a safe place before I was old. <laughs> so people know <laughs> that I'm a safe place. And that, and I think that lets them say things that they've never said out loud before. And just getting some of the stuff out unblocks a lot, you know? So Absolutely, it does. Absolutely. And now I have noticed that whenever you want to experience a difference in your environment, or you want to let more abundance in, in terms of financial abundance or incredible experiences, there's always something that has to change inside before the outside changes. So what do you notice your clients have to be willing to shift internally before they can show up in a much more effective way? The most important number one thing is to learn how to make quick decisions and make those decisions right. One of the exercises I give people early on is I go, when you go to a restaurant, do you take, do you see something you love and go, but I need to read the rest of it. I teach them how to look the first thing that sounds really good, close the menu and be done. So it teaches them to make quick decisions. We waste at least 30% of our day trying to make decisions. And when you learn to make decisions quickly and you say, I am going to decide to take the action steps that I, this is what I would love in my life in all four quadrants of abundance. This is what I would love. I am going to decide, make that decision to take the action steps toward each of those things, and then you will be pulled in and you will welcome those things instead of trying to get them. So the decision is the first thing, because until you decide, nothing happens. And people go, decision is power. You know, No, the decision is a start, but the action steps come along with it. You don't go, okay, I decided I'm going to be rich. I'm going to wait here for it to happen. Any minute, I'm going to be rich. It's the action steps go in it. And the thing is, make the decision right and don't fret over whether you made the right decision or not. If you made the wrong decision, you'll see it very quickly and you'll pivot. But people waste a good 30% of their day. Most people, a lot more. Oh my goodness. I just, I just go, if I teach one thing, it's about making the decision and making the decision right. And then when you make that decision, you know this because this is your life. All kinds of things you can't even imagine start doing. I'm not ever surprised, but I'm thrilled and delighted when I do these things that I teach and they work for me all the time. And I'm like, um, quick, quick example about manifestation and abundance and stuff. One of the coaches I've worked with forever, and I was working one-on-one -on -one with her a number of years ago. I mean, probably this was probably, I don't know how many years ago, quite a few. And we we're on a call and she said, uh, you need to go get a Mac. Now I've just spent a fortune with her as well as other things. I'm like, oh good, I have to go buy something else, right? She <laughs> said, you need a Mac for doing this, this, and this. So I get off the phone and I make the decision that I need to get the Mac. So I go online and I think it was $1,500 at the time, whatever it was. So I go and I'm about to buy it. The phone rings and it's my older son who doesn't just call me that often for no reason, but he just called and said, Hey, what's going on? I said, well, I'm online. I'm about to buy a Mac. One of my coaches said, I need to get a Mac. He said, well, don't do that. And I said, why? He said, I earned one with my company about four months ago. It's been in the trunk of my car. I don't use Mac. You can have it. 
So when I call my coach and I said, all right, so here's what I, so he lives, well, he lives New Jersey and Dallas. He has um, two, two places he lives for his work. So he was here in Dallas about 30 minutes from me. I said, how soon can I have it? He said, now I drive down, I pick it up. I come back within an hour and a half of her telling me to get a Mac. I have a Mac set up. I take pictures of it, send them to her. She actually called me and she said, I don't even think I can top that one. <laughs> and she teaches manifestation and stuff. That's awesome. Really funny. But I decided, yes, I'm going to get a Mac. I'm taking the action steps. I know that's just a little example, but if people will relax into it, they realize that this stuff happens around you all day, every day. Just learn to pay attention and to welcome it. And, you know, that's one of the things that's kind of interesting because I talk about intentions. The intention is what do you want to accomplish? How do you want to feel as you do it? And how are you going to impact those around you as you do it? Right. And when you make a decision, that's really your intention. My intention is I'm going to get a Mac. I have a very similar story. I decided I wanted to learn how to meditate. And I happened to be reading a book at the time that had nothing to do with meditation. It was a secret language of feelings. And there was one sentence in the entire book that happened to reference a style of meditation I'd never heard of before. And I felt like sirens were going off and flashing lights and all this stuff. So I Googled it, found some people in Wisconsin who were doing a free orientation the next night. Turned out to be me and two other guys generously gave an hour and a half of their time to explain this whole thing to me. And I was loving it, but I it was the middle of winter. They were canceling flights left and right, horrible weather. And I'm like, well, what a bummer. I would really like to learn how to do this, but I'm in Sacramento, California. If only there was something near me. The next day, I got an email from one of the guys that was in Wisconsin with a link to a local group who was teaching that meditation the very next weekend. And it can happen that fast. When you make a clear decision, this is what I want, this or something better, and let exactly. the universe guide you. Exactly. Um, what type of meditation is it? I'm just curious. It's called Ishaya Ascension Meditation. I and love it. I really love it. I've also learned a, a couple of other types of meditation because it's so valuable for your health and well-being. It makes a massive difference in your life. And you know, Anita... I love quantum physics as well. And I got a download recently that one of the challenges we run into is our mind really wants to control everything. So there's a balance point. You definitely want to make a decision and have a clear intention, which is almost like your destination. This is where I'm going. I've made a decision on this destination. That's my intention. And in the quantum physics world, if you feel like you have to have everything understood before you start on that journey, then you're trying to force things into a particle or force them into a wave. And those are your only two choices. And you don't know all the resources, all the potential, all the opportunity that's available to you. So instead, when you set your intention and yes, you're taking action and you're filled with this sense of excited expectation, it's like this loving inner knowing that all is going to be well. And you will make the right connections at the perfect time. And all you do is keep going and keep being loving and supportive. And it's amazing what shows up for you. One other story real fast, because it's so recent. I, <laughs> I'm i in Sacramento. We're known for very warm summers. And so we get back from dinner with friends Friday night and our air conditioning is out. And Saturday, it's supposed to be 105 degrees, which is flipping warm. And... <laughs> 
I'm in Texas. <laughs> it's, yeah. So you've been having really warm weather too. So it was really interesting because Saturday morning, I started calling people at 830 in the morning and I just had this deep inner knowing that I would find the right person. And it's a holiday weekend at the time. And so a lot of people were going to be on vacation. I wasn't stressed about it. I had some very nice conversations with people who apologized. They couldn't help me. They were booked and all of this. And I always said, well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Have a wonderful holiday. And I'd call the next one. The fourth call found a guy who could come here within an hour and he fixed the problem within 30 minutes. And my husband and I kept looking at each other going, this, this just happened? Like it was that easy? Yes, it is that easy when you stop trying to control everything. Yes, you take action. Yes, I picked up the phone. Yes, I kept calling. Yes, I was polite and loving to everybody on the phone because I knew that the right person would be there to help me at the right time. I love it. I have a button. It's not here that I use all the time that says um, it can be easy. Oh, yes, it can from one of my coaches that gave it to me. And uh, yes, it can be. And back to what you were talking about before, put the how on hold. It's that how that blocks everyone. Well, I don't have the education. I don't have enough money. I don't know enough people. People are mine. I, I jokingly say, our mind and our brain are two different things. But I I jokingly say to many of my clients who are so much up in their head, I go, well, the first thing I'm going to do is have you get a lobotomy. <laughs> <laughs> when you get that stinking thinking out of there, you know? And uh, because it it's, it's the paradigms and the way we've been taught to think that really mess us up and give us our limitations. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, we, we could spend about a week just not even taking a breath or a bathroom break, I think. Get <laughs> well, I'm going to recommend a book also. It's called The Energy Cure. And this guy is a sociologist, a professor, and he ended up meeting a guy who is a healer and learned how to do the healing. And it was really interesting because with the energy cure, he found out that our minds are so busy talking all the time that in order to be successful, he had to distract the mind. And so he's got a specific process that he has you do to keep your conscious mind busy doing fun things and having, having, having a nice time. And meanwhile, you let the energy flow and you're incredibly successful at healing people and finding what needs to be healed and just letting the energy do what it needs to do. You don't have to direct it. You don't have to tell it what to do. It knows what to do. It knows what your intention is. It was, it's really a great book. So Kyla, the I energy want, cure. I the just wrote it down. That's yeah. awesome. I work a lot with heart math Institute yes. and um, love it because I, I work on getting my, my mind and my heart in coherence when they're on the same energy level and working together instead of usually working against one another. And it, it's great. I know when I first started the practice, there's something you attach to your ear and it's to your phone and you're trying to make the circle of red dots all turn green. And I know I get close to it. I go, oh, goody, goody, goody. And then they'd all turn red again. And, and now I don't need the device anymore. I know how to 
breathe and how to relax and and focus and and get back in that state. But you know, it's like, um, for me, I have this thing, I don't know if it's Robert Frost, I can't remember who the poem was, but it said, God's in his heaven and all's right with the world. That's when you know you're in the flow, you're in the zone. And even when you're not in the flow or in the zone, your awareness and noticing what you're noticing, it's very easy to get yourself back there and go, whoops, and, uh, you know, it, it's, this is a side note, but somebody just asked me on a webinar that I did the other day said, how do you, like, she's in sales and she's like, so she gets rejections and all this. She goes, how do you numb yourself from the rejections? I go, oh my goodness. Why would you numb yourself from any feeling? It's the combination of all the feelings that make us who we are. You don't numb anything. You feel it. And if it's negative energy or you're feeling rejection or shame or any of the low energy things, you acknowledge it and go, yep, that doesn't sound really great. Now I'm going to move on. You don't pitch a tent there. And that's the problem is people get in that energy level and they, you know, whatever, pitch a tent and get in pity party and all that. So they get trapped in that downward cycle. And it's so important to not let those things numb you out. You know, I always tell my clients, imagine a movie that you're watching this action adventure movie and these things are unfolding and surprises happen to the main characters all the time. And if you knew all the surprises ahead of time, it'd be a really boring movie. You want that energy, that excitement, that curiosity, that sense of wonder. And how are they going to fix it? How are they going to solve it? That's the juicy part of the story. And so if you can just relax and enjoy your life, every single thing is there to serve you. Every single thing is designed to get you to show up as more love in the moment for yourself and for everyone in that experience. So when you're experiencing that rejection, remember that the others also feel rejected. When someone has to say no to you for whatever reason, they feel uncomfortable that they have to say no. And they're like, oh gosh, I'm pushing this person away and uh, I don't really want to do this, but I can't. And how amazing if you can be generous and thankful and provide them with something that serves them, because I got to tell you, they're going to be buying again in the future. And the way you create that relationship and that connection will serve you big time in the long run. It's never really a no. It's a not right now. Exactly. It's, oh, my goodness. <laughs> all this, I think you and I could just solve all I know. This all is going to be like the longest episode ever. So I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. So obviously there is a process to get from where we are to where we've kind of graduated thanks to your help. What are one or two little baby steps that we should be paying attention to that show us we're on the right track and we're actually making progress? Well, actually, it's it's like the little results. I'll just give you an example of my poster child client from many years ago or a number of years ago. And first of all, she had her heels stuck in, dug in the sand that she was getting a divorce the next week and rah, 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 and her energy was so off. And, and it's okay if I talk about her because she knows she's my one of my favorites. Um, but her energy level was so bad, so negative. So every everything in her life was horrible. And within just a little while, 
I'll tell you her favorite thing that happened, but in just helping her communicate, helping her see things differently, when you change the way you look at something, that something changes. So first, I helped her take a look at her husband in a different way. They renewed their vows shortly after that. They are happier married. He said to her, I think at that time they'd been married 18, 19 years, something. He said, after 18 years, you finally get me. And it opened a door for their communication and their relationship, which is fabulous. And this is a number of years ago. They renewed their vows. Everything's great. Within a very short period of time, just in changing the way she looked at things, the way she communicated, the way she opened up, she got this huge promotion. She works for a very male-dominated company. They had never promoted a woman to project manager, ever, ever, ever. She got a huge promotion, started making tons more money. And her boss said, there's just something about the way you look at things now and the way you're seeing things that I don't see and the way you're communicating. I think you are perfect for this job. So that was great. Her favorite, favorite thing was she, at the time, her son was 16 years old. I think he's 21, 22 now, but it, like 16 years old. He hadn't looked her in the eye in over a year. If she said the sky is blue, he'd roll his eyes like, ugh, it's my mom, my dumb mom kind of thing. And that was killing her. So she felt like she'd lost her close relationship when he was from when he was smaller. And within a very short period of time, he came to her one day and he said, Mom, I need your advice on something. She almost had a heart attack and I would have lost a client. <laughs> so that is her favorite thing. And she now, from that moment on, has a relationship and a bond with her son like she had never had before. So the proof is in the pudding. What are the little results that you're getting? So the the little a little clue, and it was huge, was, Mom, I need your advice. Now, there's a clue that we're making progress. And one of the many coaches that I've worked with over the years and still do is Tony Robbins. He says progress equals happiness. And he doesn't say quantitative progress. It has to be this much. Any progress is happiness. And may, and moving forward, most of the world prefers not to change. Most of the people in the world prefer to stay where they are. They'd rather be uncomfortable in their known uncomfortableness than to take a chance to have things be better. And good is the enemy of great. Yeah. It just is. And yeah, once you, know. you understand that, you just, they don't have any idea of what the possibilities are. And uh, so that's why when it's like we have the keys to the kingdom, we understand this, we've studied it, we've learned them, and we're like, oh, just, Honey, let me let me help you. Let me open the door for you. Let me give you. I'm gonna let you borrow my key until you get your own key. You can borrow my key. Borrow my belief in this. Borrow my belief in you until you have your own. That is awesome. Well, Anita, we're gonna borrow a key because you said before we got started, you mentioned your wonderful free gift. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it there's a little bit in, of work involved in it, but uh, you have the link for it, and it's five foolproof strategies to success. And success means different things to different people, but we all want to feel 
relevant and respected. Men have to feel relevant and respected. Women want to, but we have other things going for us that we don't have to have that. That's not how we, you know, that's how not how we roll 100% of the time. But there are some work things in there and some self-awareness things that will help you see a vision of, oh my gosh, I never put all this together. So it's a really good five uh, foolproof strategies to success that that I, you can download and it's awesome. And then I also, if anyone ever is like, you know what, I'm actually ready to make some changes. I know that I need help. They can book a call with me at speakwithanita.com anytime. And uh, well, not anytime. I don't have <laughs> Places. I work a whole lot of hours, but to me, it's not work. It's giving and it's whatever. I get paid for giving. Isn't that funny? I never thought about it that way. That is pretty awesome. And obviously I'll make sure that the links to your free gift and the link to book a call with you are in the show notes. Now we always turn the tables on our guests, Anita, because we know that when we give is when we receive the most. So is there something we can do to support you? You know what? Just having me on on this is just amazing. And I love the opportunity. So anytime anyone, I mean, just to know what I do and that I can help people with so many things, all four quadrants of their life and abundance and communicating, connecting so that their life moves forward, just to know that I'm here and that that when somebody that you know or any of your listeners know that that could use the services that I do, then I would, I would love that. I'm, I believe that all just comes and I believe that it just, it happens. I I have zero push energy in my life, pretty close to zero. Every once in a while I'll go, Oh, I was pushing, <laughs> but it's so much easier to okay. welcome than to push. It always, always. And welcome is my word. Absolutely. I'm, I'm big on welcoming. So I am going to welcome everyone who listens to this show, this podcast to take the thing that you got the most insight from, and I'm going to have you activate abundance online and post your own video and cite this episode and say, Hey, I learned this from this video because Anita shared so many gems and I'm going to get set to activate abundance in just a minute. I have to pick only one. It's going to be difficult, but I'll manage somehow. Anita, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. So are you ready to activate abundance in every single area of your life? You can get in flow with your business and your clients. It's as easy as you can imagine to create the kind of revenue you really want in your business. You can join me for the Abundance Journey six-week training and coaching program that help you turn your problems into prosperity. Just visit theabundancejourney.com to sign up for our next adventure. Wow, Anita. I adore Anita. I want to be Anita when I grow up. I mean, she just gets it down to the ground and she's so natural and authentic and real and loving and kind. I just adore that about Anita. I'm very, very grateful that I got a chance to collaborate with her today on the show. Step one is gratitude. Step two is to acknowledge something you heard that was an aha for you. I loved it when she said, put the how on hold. Put the how on hold. You know, I noticed something really important 
when you stop trying to figure out all the details and exactly how everything's going to work and all the bits and pieces, and you give yourself permission to explore, permission to be curious, then you open up that sense of appreciation because you're surrounded by resources far beyond your imagining. When you've got crystal clear on that intention that you want to create, and yes, you are taking action towards your goal, but you're taking action by talking to people. Are there any great books or courses or experts that I should talk to who have some good ideas that could help me accomplish this goal, right? You open yourself up to find out what tools and resources are available to to you and what the next step is. So you're continually in action, continually making progress. That's pretty awesome. So number four is activate abundance. And in for me to put the how on hold, I love that statement. What I'm going to do, this is my declaration. There are three different ways that you can activate abundance. First way, pull out your calendar and schedule an appointment. Second way, Make a little anchor, a physical anchor, so that you remind yourself, put the how on hold. This is my little reminder, right? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to make a declaration. I am going to print up a little thing that says, put your how on, put how on hold. And I'm going to put some packing tape on it so I laminate it. And I'm going to put it right under my computer. Because that way, I will see it all the time. And that is one of my mantras from now on. Put the how on hold. Because all I need to do is be really clear on my intention and then use the five steps to activate abundance as my attention. That puts my focus on what is working and the resources and tools that are available to me and the progress that I'm making. That keeps me in action. That builds momentum. And it opens me to receive divine guidance and divine inspiration. How can it get even better than that? I don't know, but let's find out. So step five is celebrate your progress. Isn't this cool? Like Anita was saying, it's easy. It's a simple process. And you know, it's funny because human beings get really interested in the details. We want all the instructions. We want all the bits and pieces. We want to be able to put together a logical sequence of events and make it really predictable and obvious so we can do the same thing over and over again anytime we want. And then we get really bored with it because it's the same process over and over and over again. Well, when you live life by following Anita's suggestions, by employing the five steps to activate abundance in everything you do with every conversation with someone else or with yourself. You use these five steps and it opens you up to experience a life you love. And you deserve that. I'll see you for the next Abundance Journey. You've been listening to the Abundance Journey Show with Elaine Starling. Visit theabundancejourney.com slash podcast gifts to access today's gift as well as gifts from our other guests. Tune in every week to activate abundance in your life and business. If something resonated with you, please share it with your friends so they can benefit too. Keep activating abundance and we'll see you in the next episode.